What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul. It's been a bit. And thank you Good evening, fellas. Good evening, and fellas. Ladies. It is, it well, is uh, International Women's Month or whatever. At Pitt. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. What's saying? Record time. You just assume, just assume <laughs> our entire uh, podcast is, listeners are, are males. Dan? What? You ta- I, what? I mean, I, I was know. saying, I was saying good evening to you fellas since I'm looking at you guys. Oh, I thought you were saying that to our loyal listeners who are like probably 99.9% men, but. <laughs> oh boy. And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. I, even though I don't think you should anymore after that, uh, give me a follow on Twitter at least. I'm at so says Jake Paul. You can block me. I'm at Dervish of World. And <laughs> wait a minute. Can we get a drum roll, please? And Daniel Duarte is on Twitter at? Uh, at Buffalo Trace Whiskey. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can follow me at Dan Duarte one. And yes, our I'm back on Twitter. ever our present un- sponsor, unofficial sponsor, Buffalo Trace, Kentucky straight bourbon. Did Delicious. you did you happen to hear when I got to announce your return to Twitter on jam session after the game Friday night, the next game? Did you did happen not. to hear that? Because. Not. Voida dropped into a very, very uh, on-point, guess-who's-back kind of thing. No, wait, no. No, no, the Jay-Z type, not guess-who's-back. I'm thinking Eminem, but Jay-Z. Help me out, Paul. Help me out, Dan. Allow me to reintroduce myself? Yeah! There you go. My name is Hope. My name is Dan. Dan Dan to the Duarte. Let's know. That is not... (laughs) We're going to be doing tonight. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And, of course, wherever you listen to us, whatever pod form you use, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's been a while, I feel, since all three of us were together in, 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 this, in this studio. In, in the cloud? Paul's awake you know, this week. That's good. We should we should actually do it? You know, in a studio. If only we knew somebody that had one. Um, <laughs> but you know, we we should no, we should really do it like together in person, like the three of us. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's been what a few weeks. You know, there's been run-ins with the law. There's been people falling asleep. There's been, you know, people trying to meet deadlines because, you know, it's not yet April 15th. So we understand, Paul. It's been busy, to say the least. (laughs) You haven't been on the pod in like three weeks and that's the that's all you have to say when you finally like have an (laughs) opportunity to speak. That's it. When well, actually, when Dan like texted like, hey, we recorded it. I'm like, oh, shit, (laughs) forgot about that. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Love it too. Did, did, Dan, did you happen to see over the week on Twitter has said something super, super kind and sweet about Paul and how much he means to me as a friend? I did. That's why I don't do shit like that. Right there. Right here is exactly why I don't do shit like that. Or he'll text out his wordle score during the Suns game. 
I let I, hey, I got to keep my streak going, and I didn't want to forget for again. Okay. Anyway, let's let's talk about the Suns, shall we? Let's talk about the Suns. Where do we want to start? I mean, there's there's a few games we can start with. So since we recorded, the Suns have gone what three and one, two and one, three and one. They lost to the Bucks. They beat Orlando tonight, and who they they beat Portland. Boys. Not a bad little stretch. Oh my God, wake up, gentlemen. Let's go. Come on. We have the. I'm looking at the we, schedule. We still I still like have you missed the game. That is the number one seed in the NBA, playing without Devin Booker, without Chris Paul, without Cam Johnson. The past two games, and you no, guys are sitting sorry. here sleeping on me. Let's go. Come I'm on. Not, Tell me listen, something to talk about. Listen, I thought you were mistaken, but you weren't. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Fuck. Three and one. So. Random question. Have the Suns officially clinched a playoff spot? Because I feel like that should have been like be marked on these like standings or whatever. And it's not. I mean, obviously we're in first place, but I don't think it's physically possible to like not like even if they lost every single game for the rest of the season. Now, here's the question. Are you talking playoff spot or play in tournament spot? Yeah, because remember, absolutely. Playoff spot is one through six, so they wouldn't have clinched that yet. Gotcha. Okay. And that they clinched sense. a they clinched the play in spot like a like, bit ago. Yeah, like I want to say a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I tweeted about it, and I was like, "Oh, that was, seems really early," and that was not recent. They've got almost oh. twice as many wins as the Pelicans, so yeah, I would hope they're one okay, game, so- one win short, or two wins short of. Doubling the Pelicans wins, who are currently in 10th. Indeed. It's still been a dominant, dominant season for the Suns, even with what they're dealing with right now. And part of what they're dealing with right now included, I'll go ahead and I'll just suggest we talk about this. Let's start with that Knicks game. How about that? Oh, Fuck Julius Randle. Let's start with it. Julius Randle. Woo. Psycho. But. I think he needs a hug delightfully psycho not gonna lie i dm'd him um at first <laughs> really I, dms are open l- yeah they are i literally <laughs> dm'd him as he was walking off the court and said bye bye i shit you not you want to see the proof <laughs> you want me to show you the proof i don't know why you, know I need to do that. you guys know me well enough yeah you, you, he, you he, sent- he by by the way didn't didn't reply to me um in case you're wondering but did he read it i, I how do i tell that <laughs> There's a check mark next to it. Friday, is 10 it? p.m. Bye bye is when I sent that. Okay, he hasn't. There'd be two check marks. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I suggested that maybe he, you know, try to talk to somebody. It might help with his temper. But again, no good deed goes unpunished, right? Because here I am trying to give good advice, look out for another human being. He just ignores me. I feel like that's rude. But anyway, Julius Randall, dude, I don't understand how that guy touches a ball and then lowers his shoulder every single time and doesn't get called for it ever. So I was at that game on Friday and he got a foul in the first 30 seconds or so of the game. So I immediately thought, okay, that's good. Maybe we go after him. Maybe this turns into something nice, right? Maybe get him in foul trouble early. 
Shortly thereafter, he lowered that shoulder into Cam, and I'm like, well, there's at least two after there are a couple of other questionable ones they missed, and nothing. That might have been like one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. But at any rate, you know, pu- putting that aside, he he was putting up huge stats against us, right? He's was did he get the 30 when he was still in the uh, game? 25 Not points. Quite? Okay. And and of course, we saw the whole kerfuffle with Cam Johnson happen there in the third quarter, and that was really kind of a, a turning point in the game in a lot of different a lot of different ways and not only with him going out but it certainly seemed to light a fire under cam johnson which was i mean one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen i, I i've i've never watched somebody take as many three-pointers as cam took in that game and each one sat there and was like yeah that's good because he just looked absolutely automatic in that game as as he almost proved to be uh, but but we'll we'll get to the final shot there in a moment here. But what about what about the 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 lead up to that, guys? I mean, there was a lot of ups and downs in that game, and it was just kind of like an annoying game throughout. Um, but h- how were you all feeling as you were watching that? What did you see? Um, I mean, it was like you said. You know, we'll, we'll get to the finish, but it was one of those games where you could tell that the Suns were missing their two All Stars, um, and then Cam Johnson happened. Cam Johnson, we've talked about Cam Johnson on the last pod. He's he's starting to just he's you know to quote the Matrix. He's starting to believe. Like it's crazy what this guy's done. It's almost like he's unlocked it. Like when Neo's sitting there fucking downloading like jujitsu and all that shit, and he's just like fighting like he or like how to fly a helicopter. He just downloads it. I feel like that's what Cam's been doing because like out of nowhere he's athletic, out of nowhere he's like attacking off the dribble, going to the rim. And then on on Friday, he was just hitting step backs, crossing people over. He was like doing the whole like facing up and and juking and then just like pulling up from three. I'm like, is Devin Booker out here? What's going on? Um, The game in its entirety was maddening. Um, You know, I I said this on Twitter on Friday. DeAndre Aiden probably had one of the worst games of his career, Um, you know, which is unfortunate. But they still won the game. And it was just one of those things where you were kind of just waiting for it to, to turn. And then they got to the point where they started, they got close, they took the lead. And then at the end, you're like, damn it. They're just, they're going to come up just short. Um, You know, and then the end happened. So, I mean, it was all just, it was one of those games where it just, the, the, the whole lead up to it paid off. And sometimes you don't get that. Like we didn't get that in the Utah game. Right. You know, they came back, they came back, and what happened? Jake Crowder throws the ball out of bounds. We don't need to read that. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of worth it because it was just uh, – I, I, I'm sorry. I just still can't help but look at that and laugh. Yeah, you know? and I think I think we talked about it last week. We were just like, that's all you could do. Is, and even Devin Booker was, was like, well, that brain <laughs> um, But, you know, you, 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 know you, you look at Friday night's game, and it's, it's basically the exact same situation. Except they, you know, they're they're not down three, they're down two, and they ran that thing to perfection. Like it was beautiful, like beautifully just executed, and it was great to see. Well, and and you know, it was funny about it too. Before they even got to that last shot, and um, you know, the last, well, I should say, the last free throws. You know, campaign had a pretty good look on a drive that he had and he he just put it off the backboard at least from what, the angle that I, I i saw where i was yeah. at the game he just I put it off really the backboard a, a little too hard um 
but it's funny because after the game, I guess they they had said, you know, that was a play that was drawn up for Cam Johnson. Campaign got a little impatient, went too early. So I think Campaign after the game said, you're you're gonna, I was gonna be sure I was gonna get that ball, you know, to 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 Cam Johnson there for the last shot when when it when it mattered the most, and that was that was a phenomenal ending. But Paul, before we get to the ending of that, which I don't know that there's much to say about the end besides it was awesome, but you haven't had much to say yet in your time away i'm sure you've gathered a lot of thoughts particularly about how everything applies to this one game so well i fell asleep in the middle of the second quarter so. <laughs> <laughs> oh i forgot about that that's right because i believe hold on nah, i'm not gonna go all the way back through and find the text but I, I believe i believe i said at some point paul probably fell asleep and paul said <laughs> next morning or no like 1 a.m when i woke up and moved out off the couch and i was just like oh my god and he and then paul responded what I'm like, what but anyway <laughs> did you did you, okay we'll move on um yeah you know can we just it's crazy because even monty said after the game that that last play was designed for Jay. Jay was supposed to be the, the trailing man at the three, but because like it was such a, you know, like a, a scatter yeah. after that missed free throw, it ended up being Cam and oh man. And then to go bank, like he just banked it in. I'm like, see, like the whole fucking night, he's just like shooting darts and like just splashing that shit. And then to just the last one, just be like, just for good measure, I'm just going to bank this in. Oh, dude, and and I watched the replays afterwards, and hey, he 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 held that pose for a sec. He was he was he wasn't he wasn't uh, he wasn't lacking in confidence with that ball going oh, no. in. And dude, I I'll tell you, man. So he when I don't even know who who was shooting the free throws on the other end, uh, whoever it was, when he missed that 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 second, they got the rebound. I had snagged my phone, and I started recording it, dude. First of all, that place went nuts just absolutely nuts the dude next to me and I'm, I'm not talking about phil shout out phil i'm talking about the dude to the other side of me who okay look he's been to games that i've been to i kind of know him in that way we make comments towards one another about the games while we're there but i don't know his name he doesn't know my name we were fucking straight up hugging dude like we're just like <laughs> that was and and that's that's the thing that Again, I've been saying this all year. I said it last year. The thing that I love about this team is look at the excitement that they bring to all of us fans in a game in March against the freaking Knicks. And I guess you can look at it one way and you can look at it and be like, oh, well, we shouldn't have had to do that against the Knicks no matter how shorthanded we are. But you could also look at, a look at it like a rational human being and say that was a fucking awesome game. An awesome finish. And I, I mean, I can't think of a more exciting game that I've been to. Like, and I was, I spoke slowly there because I was trying to think, but a, a more, more exciting game with a finish like that that I've ever been to. Um, it was, had I, had was, I not gone to the, had I not gone to the value, value yeah, I would probably say that, but I've never seen, heard anything as loud as I did when I, I don't think you ever will. I think that's yeah, going to be unparalleled. But, you know, we'll see. The playoffs are right around the corner, so. Absolutely. We'll oh, they're they're getting very close. They're getting very close. We'll talk about that a little bit here. But, Paul, 
Why don't we talk about how you slept through the Bucks game? You want to talk about that next, or <laughs> did I? <laughs> I don't know. Did you? I don't you? think I slept through. The... No, I didn't sleep through the Bucks game. I can I, I can I tell you, I'm sorry. And I, and I, anybody that listens out there, if it becomes annoying during games, I'm sorry. I just can't help myself. But like messing with Bucks fans is just really fun. <laughs> I don't know why they get really riled up over literally saying nothing. Um, and I imbibe in that a little bit, maybe more with Bucks fans than I do with others. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Paul, I, I interjected. I apologize. Any thoughts on the game? I mean, overall thoughts of the game. Look, the Suns go into into Milwaukee under man without Devin Booker, without CP, and then without Cam Johnson as well. They're going up against a Bucks team that, you know, short of guys that they've been without for a period of time or are healthy. You know, Middleton's there, right? Holiday's playing. Giannis is playing. Um, we have we have the ever-present concern over Grayson Allen just deciding he's going to go nuclear and just dive on people's knees or whatever it is he might do. So that's like, I feel like you're always playing against like five and three quarters guys against the Bucks. And there was, a, there was an that, instance where, sorry, there's an instance go, where the guy went up for, went up for a, a layup during a fast break and Grayson Allen was right there. And I'm like, I held my breath. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, in the last game against the Bucks here in Phoenix – same thing happened. I remember Mikhail was on a break and was going up for a dunk and Grayson Allen was going to challenge him. And I was just like, you motherfucker, you better not. <laughs> and I think actually Mikhail might've gotten an and one on that play. But anyway, um, you know, so, so despite all those circumstances, the Suns, I mean, had a good size lead in the first half. This entire second of the half really kind of held like, you know, a, a five marginal kind of smallish lead, three, five, seven points. And then the Bucks finally caught up what, midway through the fourth quarter and took over the rest of the game, ended up winning by 10. To me, it was one of those games. I don't know if I'd say they took over the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, the Suns were they, up by one with Well, I mean, they left, outscored them by 10 points is what I, what I mean. Yeah, took, I, took over the game score-wise. They took control of the game. How about that? I, I don't know, even know if I'd agree with that because I know when I when the game was you can't, yes, you, they won you, by ten points. But you won't agree that they took control of the game at some point. At some point, but not. But it was pretty late in that fourth quarter. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Like, go anyway. Go. Like, I, I just remember continue the, with the your thought thoughts. I, the thought I had was when that game was over. I'm like, this was not a ten point loss of a game. Like this game. That score did not speak to how that game actually went at all. It was just like, I don't know whether it's free throws or whatever, but yeah, they took the lead. And then it, it was definitely one of those games where you see missing book and missing CP in the clutch mm-hmm. hurts, you know, and it didn't help. We also were out cam, but I mean, you know, we were, the, the Suns were in that game you know, up until those last couple minutes and then just, you know, they, 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 they couldn't execute it, which, you know, when you're missing three of your top six guys. Yeah. Come to expect it almost. Yeah. And the, the fact that they were as close as they were, I mean, you know, there's no, there's no, it's as closest to a moral victory as you can get in the NBA. Yeah. Granted, you're also in first place in the league, so it doesn't even, doesn't really matter to get moral victories anymore. Outside what, of what, it was a loss to the team you lost in the finals to last year. Well, when, and what I think it what I think it shows the rest of the league is that this team is is truly legit. You know, to to the extent that 
there's there's any sort of I mean, I think most of it's gone at this point, but the whole like, oh, they got lucky, they lucked into it, blah, blah, blah. To the extent that any of that's still there, the fact that this team can hang in without three of its top six players against the defending champs on the road is is a testament to the team as a whole, right? Right. Uh, and and you, you mentioned free throws. <laughs> Look, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on free throws, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but but overall, the 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 Bucks took twenty nine, we took eleven. In the second half. You guys want to take a guess at that disparity in the second half? Some 18 to 3 or something like that? 24 to 3. The Bucks took more free throws in the fourth quarter than we took the whole game. But look, at the end of the day, free but throws they were, are they free, only, free We only had one more foul than them. I know, right? That's so. mind-boggling to me. Just mind-boggling to me. But But at the end of the day, free throws aside, you know, put put book there, put CP there, put Cam there, put all of them there, and it's a much different game. But again, we see what we have from the rest of that team. We know we have a group that is going to compete night in and night out, and that's exactly what you want from from those guys. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I wouldn't have been surprised by by a very lopsided game throughout, and I wouldn't have been bothered by it because no. Nope of all the circumstances we're talking about, but none, none of that occurred. No, we had every and, opportunity to frankly could have, should have, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, a, another day win that very game, but, but ultimately take, take what you will out of the game. And, and the positives that I take away from it are the same ones that, you know, I think everyone does. And that's the, the depth of fight and the, the maturity of this team to handle this type of animosity animosity adversity yeah. is a better word adversity um is 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 important to a team that has the goal of winning a championship yeah i mean and if you if you want to look at it what what did a sin eventually on that in that fourth quarter was a couple bad mistakes um there was a layup that if campaign takes a different angle doesn't get blocked by Giannis. i still think that could have been a goaltend because was it going up still? Maybe, but it was above the cylinder. So, I mean, technically that should be a goaltend. But whatever. It is what it is. Giannis is a freak. We know that. We've seen that before. And, of course, ESPN doesn't, you know, they, they just, oh, my God, it's like the finals. Yeah, seriously, ESPN can fuck off. The Suns were up at halftime with almost, what, with, like you said, half of their six best players missing. And the, all they showed were Bucks highlights, not a mention of the Suns, nothing. Uh, but that's that's what we come to expect from them. But that did this that that did the sin, right? This and it was that it was that, and then the turnover that Cam campaign had there towards the end, where he kind of threw the ball out of bounds, and those two possessions, that's where it kind of unraveled. Um, we took a brief lead with about two and a half minutes left in the game, and then you know here come the zebras, the bullshit calls, that call on where Chris Middleton extended his arm, and it was a clear charge, and I still don't understand why Monty. Didn't challenge that, but, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Um, not really going to kill him for that. It is what it is. But, and I said this last week when we recorded, that after this, after the game against the Jazz, that I felt the best I felt in a long time about the Suns. Well, I feel that now, again, after Sunday's game. Um, to be in that game, I mean, I think if the Suns have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, it's more of what happened in the first meeting. In the first meeting, the Suns blew them out. 
here in Phoenix. I think that they do the same exact thing if they have those two guys. I just don't know if Milwaukee – If they had one of them. I, I, think and, in, and, I mean, if they have up, one but... of them, they win. But if they have both of them, which is what – you know, if they meet in the finals again, that that's yeah. what I would expect. I think they blow them out. Um, and that's that's great. And I just can't get out of my head how much that is because we have so much size and – I mean, there was a there was a point in the game, and I, I know you guys remember the play. It was JaVale McGee and, and Bismack Yambo. And, um, you know, he was backing down uh, – Giannis was backing down uh, Yambo, and he went to fade away. And then uh, JaVale just, like, sprinted over and contested the shot. And Giannis, he was going to get swatted, so he like, th- he, like, threw it out, you know, to, to center court. And it was almost like a panic move, and he didn't know what to do. And it's it's – refreshing to watch because it's just they i feel like we got better and they stayed the same and we haven't even if not got worse we haven't even yeah we haven't even mentioned chris middleton going for 44 points i yeah. needed 44 at chris middleton and he always kills the suns i'll go to my grave saying i know people you know will point out Giannis in the finals last last season and yes uh, you know he was you know otherworldly but when Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday got hot, that's what did us in. Um, Dude, because even they, the they, first couple games, they were you know fine. They scored. <laughs> Drew had seventeen, and Middleton had sixteen in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they got hot. They uh, Middleton was two for three from uh, three. Drew was three for three. Uh, yeah, I mean, when they when they start shooting like that. And we're as shorthanded as we were. It's 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 going to go that way. And again, not much to read into it aside from I think I think the positives. You know, it is what it is. Uh, and we move on to the next. And if if you guys have nothing else, you know, let's 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 step in and interject really quick in between talking about games because I'm I I got a couple DMs about this now. So Jason Rowley, do you guys know who he is? Yes, he's the president and CEO of the Suns. Correct. So Jason Rowley, president and CEO of the Suns, he's been associated with Sarver for quite a while. He, he, I believe, worked for him when he was still in private law, worked for Sarver's bank. Then Sarver brought him over to the Suns, initially had him as GC, and he's worked his way up. Uh, he has a Twitter account, and his Twitter account, uh, at least as of today, is no longer. It's suspended, scrubbed, whatever the case might be. Considering the timing of ESPN coming out last week and confirming that Robert Sarver's interview is upcoming, any any anything you guys read into that? Do you, do you guys look at that and go, hmm, that's questionable? Or is it just kind of like, meh, meh, meh? I mean, I'm, you're the lawyer, so I, I, I'm probably going to defer to you on this one. My guess, just as a normal, regular person, is he was just like, I'm just going to cover my ass just in case and just deactivate it. Um, I know I've heard of other attorneys slash lawyers that when they are in a trial or defending somebody, they'll actually deactivate any social media. And I don't know what that means or why. Justin, maybe you can enlighten me on that. I, I want I want to hear your guys' opinions because I have my own opinion. Um 
probably comes from a, a, a different angle, obviously, because of my background. But I, I'm I'm interested in, in hearing from you guys first, and then I'll share mine because mine might be completely wrong. I I think I think they're just they're waiting till they get the final verdict, which, uh, unfor- I guess, unfortunately, you're I don't think we're going to get a change in ownership. As much as I'd love to see Bob Iger by by the Suns, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to get fines. They're going to get a slap on the wrist. And they're going to be monitored very closely, and that's going to be that. Monitored Paul. with quotes. Um, I I can see two ways about it. One would be like it's like a circling the wagons kind of thing. It's just like you know we're closing ranks. Don't you know want any leaks or anything like that. Um, not that having a Twitter account would mean there's a leak, but you know just one less avenue the other one could just be that he's got a twitter account you know some fan you know twitter twitter is a cesspool so um you know and with the situation if him being essentially being sarver's right hand he's probably getting a lot of you know hate or you know negative feedback to him about the whole situation and he's just like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I, you know, whether, you know, there are those people who like, yeah, don't look at the comments or don't look at your DMs. And like, they're yeah, just like, you can't not. So the only way to do that is to not have that available anymore. So that, that could be a possibility too. But I don't know, Justin, you are the lawyer. You said you have a uh, position that might be slightly different. Please enlighten. It could just be a big coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. yeah, wow, that, it, it could be that. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> wait, <keep us> in <laughs> suspense. Fuck. <laughs> That's it. It's nothing. It could, be nothing. it could be nothing. No. Um, my thought is that part of the investigation, they might want to pull DMs. <laughs> whatever records that there are on, on, on his Twitter account and that whatever process entails doing that the, the account has been frozen or deactivated. So that can be done. That's, Mm. that's, that's what came to mind for me, because if we're talking about Robert Sarver being interviewed sometime soon, you would think that also means they're working up towards interviewing discovery and whatnot. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not a lawsuit. Not officially discovery, but But, yeah, yeah, for, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So finding, yeah, so they might be pulling that in preparation for his his uh, interview, um, or it could be something bigger. I mean, it, it very well could be, but I highly doubt that the way that that comes about is through him scrubbing his Twitter account. But at the same time, who knows? Uh, but I, I I think that it probably is tied in some sort of way to the investigation. But that that that's what my suspicion would be. But again, I say that without having any knowledge about how that works. I know that Twitter has a way that it can pull and, you know, provide an entire file of an entire account's archives. Um, I just don't know what that process entails and if it requires them to freeze an account. And and frankly, it might even be a situation kind of like what Dan was saying, um, a let's let's just lock it up. Uh, It it might just be preserved, locked up and, and, and frozen for that purpose. But Again, my suspicion is it probably has something to do with it, uh, and and maybe it isn't. Maybe it, it's just a big coincidence. But 
again, in light of the knowledge now that the, the investigation is getting to the point where they're getting to those higher ups, it, it would certainly seem to make sense that maybe maybe that group in, in, includes Rowley and maybe that's why this is being done. But we'll probably never know for sure. Well, maybe we will if his uh, Twitter account comes back up, you know, in the coming weeks or whatever. But uh, or there's a press release tomorrow that he's been fired or if there's a press release <laughs> that he's been fired. And I mean, if you if you look at it uh, from from the perspective of of, you know, fallout in these types of situations uh, and, and talking about labor and employment issues, and what have you. If you go all the way up the chain, start looking for somebody, and that, that somebody's not going to be Robert Sarver. Yep. But again, I I, I don't think it'll be to that point because I highly doubt the Suns are going to do anything like that, unless something super egregious <laughs> comes out through the course <laughs> of the investigation. But I highly doubt they do anything like that un, until it's concluded. But again, all speculation on my part. I have no clue, no insight, knowledge. Insight knowledge, inside knowledge, <laughs> special insight, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to interject that because it's it's something that just kind of came up here late today. And and my folks, particularly if it is pertaining to the investigation. But should we move on to happier things about the Suns? Should we sure, keep I mean, we going? should. But first, but first, can you answer like. Do attorneys and lawyers do that, or they're the same thing? Do attorney uh, lawyers do that? Like, do they like log off or like you know deactivate their social media when like they're in trial or something like that? Is that Zero dark thirty twenty three. I mean, <coughs> like as common practice. I yeah, I, not that I'm aware. I mean, I I've never. I was going to say did, I've never. I mean, if I did. <laughs> If I Never. did, you guys wouldn't. You guys wouldn't have. You guys wouldn't hear hear me on on Twitter ever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I just always wondered that because I've heard people say that, and I'm just like, that's kind of weird. Maybe more possible. high profile. But yeah, cases. You know. Yeah, it could be could be possible. Anyway, so yeah, which brings us to tonight, gentlemen. Yes, the or- Orlando Magic, the Landry Shamit night. Oh, wait, feisty no, fuckers. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually had a couple good games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess I guess maybe maybe we should just call the past few games the coming out part party of, of Landry Shamit. Maybe we're starting to see a little bit of consistency from him. But Dan, well, why? I mean, if he just shoots threes, oh, so that's you. all he's making. <laughs> Wasn't that what we what we wanted him to do? So it seems like that works out, right? Yeah. This is true. Paul, did you catch did you catch the game tonight? Do you have any thoughts? I did. Yeah, but I'll, just, I'll just open the floor up to anybody who wants to talk. I did catch the game. Actually, you know who I want to talk about? I want to talk about campaign. Let's talk about campaign. I love that you want to talk about campaign because I wanted to talk about campaign. And that's why I love you, Paul. You know, you got that psychic thing going there. But yeah, I mean, I think. I love you too, Justin, would have been an appropriate response also, but that's fine. I say that in private. Fair enough. <laughs> Continue. The, the see, guys, we love each other. <laughs> the in, I mean, having losing CP sucks, and but honestly, the timing can't be. If it was going to happen, it probably happened at the best possible time because he should be pretty close to good to go by the start of the playoffs, assuming no setbacks, 
knock on wood. Um, but uh, what it had, what I think it's going to allow, and it seems to be showing that is, you know, most of the season, people have kind of been complaining about Cam. He's he kind of f- fell back to earth a little bit over the course of the, um, you know, the first half of the season before he got hurt. And, you know, having this situation where he's kind of forced back into that starting job and, you know, and he's kind of taking it by the, by the reins, particularly with book being out these last couple of games too. And I think it's going to help us down the line. Cause it's going to get his mo it's getting his mojo back, which I think has kind of been, um, was lacking the first part of the season. So, you know, was he, he's probably what our seventh, eighth, seventh guy. If, 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 if Cam Johnson's six, he's seven. Yeah, you six know. six A, six B. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably the six first a, two guys B, off but, the bench. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, we need that backup point guard to you know really run that, um, that second unit, and be able to provide scoring and whatnot. So getting getting that back from Cam is great, and I'm hoping it continues. And I'm looking forward to watching him grow into the position over the next couple months because I do know you know people have talked about you know is it possible could Cam be that successor to Chris Paul and you know getting a good four six people have said it yeah Paul I know people have said it you said it thank you Jesus Christ man. I don't remember <laughs> what you say I don't remember what we say on any of these podcasts to be fair I actually said it first but false okay so a, a lot of people yes it does daniel included it's mine have said that campaign could be the successor i think this is a great trial run of like you know extended time where not that there's not pressure but with the situation the suns are in you know pressure's off a little bit you know from a seeding standpoint you know it's not like the suns are going to collapse by any means i think they'd have i think they'd literally have to lose if they went 500 over the course of the rest of the season i think for anybody to catch them they'd basically have to go undefeated for the rest of, for the rest of the season and i don't just i don't not seeing that happening particularly the way some of those other teams are the closest teams are playing yeah and and to to speak really quick i so you're right shaman's had a couple of good games in a row tonight particularly though so when i said coming out tonight yeah so he was Scored 21 points tonight, six for 10 from three. Uh, and like you said, making threes because that's what he needs to make because those were the only the only shots that he made were his three-pointers um, and, and his free throws. But I, I'm happy you brought up campaign because when I think it was an episode that you weren't on, Dan and I were talking about who we thought needed to step up the most for the team while Chris Paul was out, this was before we knew book was going to be out for a period of time. And I had said campaign and, and, and for those exact reasons that you laid out, I mean, we saw what he did last year. We know what he's capable of. We saw that in the playoffs. Same thing we keep saying about DA. We know what he's capable of because we've seen him do it in the playoffs. Now with campaign, like you were saying early on in the year, he seemed to be struggling a bit uh, and then was out a little for injury and then came back and started around into form and went out with injury again. And now we see him coming back from this injury again. And since he's been in the starting lineup for, for Chris Paul, looking like a guy who's not just that kind of, you know, 
score first type point guard. He, he is in his four games. He has 44 assists and 10 turnovers. I think I saw Kellen Olsen had tweeted that earlier tonight in the four games since he's been starting. And I mean, that's, that's certainly not the, you know, expectation that we have for campaign, you know, being that kind of distributor. Sure. We, we want him to be able to run the offense and we want him to be able to, to, to distribute, but you know, I, I think of campaign and I'm thinking if he's given us six, seven assists, that's beautiful. But he's had, you know, the game, what the Knicks was 17 points, 16 assists. He had eight in the first half, eight in the second half. He had eight again tonight. I think I, I think he's had eight in what I don't I'm trying to do the math in my head now. He had eight tonight. I think he had eight uh, last night as well or he had 12 two, tonight. Sunday. He had 12 tonight. Um, eight, I think it was against the Bucks the other night. But anyway, yep. 16 against are. the Knicks. Uh, yeah, that, that Knicks game was was really impressive for Cam. So we're seeing a guy that can score the ball, as we know he can, but is also proving to be a, an efficient distributor, which is exactly what we need to see out of somebody who is the primary backup to Chris Paul. Because if we don't have Chris Paul in the lineup for one reason or another, we want to be able to know that we're going to be able to rely on him and there's not going to be this huge fall off. Now, Sure, campaign isn't going to take over games in the fourth and get to his spot and start hitting those little middies, um, you know, with with ridiculous levels of consistency. But he's going to give us what we need him to give us. Then, then that's all I ask of him. And I still think, you know, I, I I've thought since they resigned campaign that James Jones, particularly when they didn't go point guard in the draft last year, that James Jones has thought that he still is a guy that very well could take over for for uh for chris paul once chris paul you know calls it quits on his career and so far since campaign's been back and i know it's a small sample size that's certainly something that isn't 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 uh, unreasonable to still believe i'm not saying that he's there but it's not unreasonable to believe and and, and frankly if you look at what the sun's cap situation could be like in a couple of years if 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 they extend cam and depending on what they do with da Something's got to give with with the dollars and cents there, and if they can find somebody that is going to replace Chris Paul that's more affordable than that Chris Paul contract, then maybe maybe we're looking at uh, uh, not too bad of a scenario uh, cap wise. Dan, I mean, listen the the thing we with, with campaign. Baby. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. And I, I've said this before, and and. The thing that I like the most about these last, you know, few games and what, what we've seen from him is he's getting back to playoff campaign, right? He was fantastic in the playoffs last season. He smoked the Lakers, right? He, he got by everyone whenever he wanted. Um, you know, that game two, the Valley Oop doesn't happen without him. I think he had like 29 points and like 10 assists or something like that. We mentioned that last week in the pot as well. And I feel like this this stretch of games is really setting up for him to get back to that place. This everybody wants to see it as oh the Suns miss Chris Paul and, and and Devin Booker and while that's true, I feel like it's also empowering some of the other players to kind of shake the rust off a little bit. And campaign has has, has been you know Exhibit A right. He's been fucking great. He had what sixteen assists the other night against the Knicks. And then, you know, he had a solid game against Milwaukee. He did have a couple, you know, like we mentioned before, those two lapses down the stretch. And while it was unfortunate, you can't expect them to be perfect either. 
Um, he's, I mean, I mean, he just got back, you know, and then tonight was just great. He was, he was playing really well in the pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton. Um, and I, I don't want to go on without mentioning him because I feel like this stretch of games is really important to him as well. Right. We all saw what he can do in the playoffs last season as a, would you say tertiary, tertiary player, um, behind Chris Paul and, and, and Devin Booker. But what I like about this stretch here is he's becoming a little bit of a focal point. You know, when they remember to pass him the ball sometimes, I mean, he scored 30 points on Sunday. Um, you know, people complain about his rebounding, which is warranted. You know, he hasn't been the best rebounder the last, this last stretch of games. But, I mean, today he had, what, 19 boards? And it was really good to see him kind of step up and he had a, he had a couple huge plays down the stretch, right? When the game got kind of dicey there, they were up by seven and then next thing you know, it was tied. And then Orlando went ahead. Um, he had a good putback and then he had a, a nice little teardrop and that's, it's, it's starting to become automatic for him. That little jump hook, that little mid range shot. And I don't, I feel like that's something that might not come out or he might not be able to showcase that if, if, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are, are playing and not to say that there's anything wrong with that, because let's be real. If we have those guys, those are options one and two. And then Deandre Ayton's a third, sometimes even a fourth. And he's, he's there for rebounding and defense, which, which is fine. But I think polishing those offensive skills, getting him those offensive reps, that's going to be huge when the playoffs come. And I feel like people don't really see it that way. People see it more as, well, this is his time during the contract. And I, I think I even said that, you know, in our last pod when it came to, you know, to say who's going to, who needs to step up, uh, you know, who's, who's got going to have the biggest role without the, without CP3 there. And my thing is, it's just, it's just polishing those skills for the playoffs, man. Cause we're going to, we're going to need them, right. We're going to need them. There's going to be those games like we had in the finals where CP3 doesn't have it and the offense sometimes stalls and, you know, not for Devin Booker last season, scoring 40 points in back-to-back playoff games. It would have been nice to have somebody else that could, you know, get a bucket or, you know, somebody could throw the ball into it. Not to say DA wasn't that person back then, but he may not have had the confidence that he may have after this stretch of games. Um, And I think it's important for him. It's important for him to have that confidence. You can tell when, when DA is being tentative or isn't really engaged. You can tell when he kind of floats off. I mean, the, the, the Knicks game, like I said, that that was brutal. Um, in my opinion, probably it's the worst game of his career. I'm sure somebody can point out a, a worse game than that, but, you know, recency bias, we'll just call it that. Um, he was not good. And on the rebounding end, he hasn't been great. I don't think all of it is, has been his issue. I mean, my God, we even saw today, if, if he's going to come and help on somebody's guy, somebody needs to box somebody the fuck out. It, it reminds me of 2010. Have we forgotten the runner test game? Like, can, can we please box people out? And, you know, he's not devoid of criticism either because sometimes he'll just watch. He has his hands down by his side and he, he doesn't box people out either. Um, and he needs to clean, to clean that up. But when he comes over and helps on somebody's man, he also needs that help and somebody needs to box out his man. So campaign has been phenomenal and i like i said it's he's getting back to that playoff campaign and i can't wait till he unleashes it just imagine that guy coming off uh, off off your bench and it gives you even more, even more confidence that if chris paul's not ready for those first two games of the playoffs even the first round i think they're going to be just fine 
Because even when they had Devin Booker playing, you know, that he was starting next to Cameron Johnson. But if it's campaign book and he's he doesn't have to play point book, I mean, I I think that makes him even better. So I'm real excited, man. Book should be back tomorrow, um, according to our buddy Flex. Uh, he cleared health and safety protocol, so hopefully he can he can get out to Miami and, and join the guys, and hopefully not everybody's not partying there tonight because you know we all we all know how that goes when you go down to South Beach, and you can't blame them. I mean, well, that's why you just hold them in in Orlando. You know, don't don't drive down <laughs> head down to Miami like as late as possible. Oh, Granted, there's my- a lot of there's a day life in Miami, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. No, but so okay. So so really quickly, DA. Um, yeah, the the that Knicks game, and and I I think I used the word maybe in our group chat disengage. Like he he really didn't seem like he was there. It was weird. Um, and at the same time. You know, there, there, yeah, have been rebounding issues as of late. But, you know, to your point, Dan, it hasn't been all on him. Now, that's not to say he doesn't shoulder some of that blame. But, again, when the defense up front is letting letting guys blow by them and he's having the help, then, of course, he's going to be out of position for rebounds, right? Um, and, and that's something that seemed to happen quite frequently, particularly in that Knicks game. Um, are, are you raising your hand to say something? I am raising my hand to say something. Okay, go ahead. That was weird. I just wasn't sure I'm if sorry. you were trying to pull a super bright light that's always behind your head from my eyes for once. But sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I. And then you know, I also want to say like because you know people are freaking out about the Suns' rebounding numbers. Like, what's going since you know? And I saw Voida, and I, you know I love Voida, but I saw him you know put this out there earlier. It's like since the Suns are without Chris Paul, the Suns are like last in rebounding, or you know somewhere near the bottom. And they're only averaging, you know, 37 rebounds or whatever it was, whatever the number was. And he's like, why? And to me, I'm just like, guys, it's, listen, they play what, six games without Chris Paul? Seven now after tonight? They, they're playing without Chris Paul and Devin Booker was just taking out of the lineup. It could be something just as simple as they got these different lineups and they just got to get used to it and communicate. All right. I think it's going to be okay, guys. I don't think we need to um dissect it and i get I, I get why people do it because when you're the best team in the league by eight and a half games you got to find a little shit right so right i get it but i say and, this and to, there's content everybody. creators that gotta fill fill minutes yeah that too <laughs> and and I, and I say this to, to to say that i think we're gonna be just fine i mean i you know if, if and i do it too you know i i nitpick shit but Sometimes it's just the answer is just as simple as they're just kind of out of sorts right now because they're missing what three of their top six players and they have different lineups and they're trying to find rotations and whatnot. So I think they're going to be okay. I think come uh, come playoff time they're going to be just fine. Right, and and you know you you look at the situation that they're in right now and and the games that they've played the. the like I said earlier, the the Bucks game very easily could have been a one sided contest all the way throughout, and I don't think anyone, at least Suns fans, would have batted much an eye, of an eye to it. I'm sure you could sit there and be like, "Oh my God, this is terrible," but at the end of the day, with with, with the way that the 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 
deck has kind of been stacked against them for the past few games, you sit there and go, okay, we could be going through a horrendous stretch of basketball and it still wouldn't be the end of the world. Well, we're going through a stretch of basketball where the Suns aren't playing the level of Suns basketball we're used to seeing, but that's because they don't have the full repertoire of Suns players that we're used to seeing, right? But here they are, again, winning games and running with the Bucks on the road while they're, for all intents and purposes, fully healthy, right? There's nothing discouraging from any of that as far as I'm concerned. And that's not only because we're the podcast of optimism, is it? Because it's a logical way of thinking. We're also the podcast of logic. That's actually what we are now, right? Because we're no logical longer having optimism. to be optimistic. We're just, I feel like we're just the podcast of logic, right? We're the podcast of truth. The podcast of truth. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Dan didn't seem nearly as entertained by that as I was. Dan's well, not nearly entertained about anything I say. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I was fleshing out, guys. What's up? I would care to say that I've always been the logical one, but then you guys just call me a hater <laughs> or like I speak losses into existence, but it's logical. The sun sucked at the time. They're up by 13 going into the fourth quarter and they're going to fucking lose this game because they're the Suns. But guess what? That was four years ago and it's okay now. So we touched on this, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys this more point blank. Well, I feel like we have two questions we could address. No, you know what? I'm not even going to make that joke. Um, no, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we've got, let's talk about campaign. Now, we, we alluded did. to the possibility. No, I want to talk about him a little bit more. Can we not okay. talk about him more? Can we not, we as can. the kids, give him some more flowers? What is that all about? What I, I don't know. Where did, where, where did that come from? I hate it so much. What? I hate that phrase. Giving people flowers? I don't know where what it if, came from. It's everywhere. What if I'm allergic? Then what? Now I'm dying because of you. For what? Flowers, please. Come on. Think. What? Anyway, okay. So Flowers campaign. are participation trophies. Let's talk about campaign. Let's talk about campaign. Um, Paul, what are the odds that he ends up being the Suns point guard of the future? That's my, that's my question. I'd probably say 30%. Okay. Honestly. I, thank you for being honest. I, I expect nothing but honesty from you guys on this podcast. That's, I feel like that should be understood, right? Paul shrugs. Paul shrugs. Audio medium, Paul. Audio. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, what about you? Um, I'd say probably more 60%. Ooh, that is a high number. You know who it's not going to be? Who? Aaron Fox. Yeah, well, you know, you shoot your Sorry, shot buddy. and see what happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you, well my, guys... my, my, my thought process is actually spun on that because of this very circumstance, to be fair. See, James Jones is just steps ahead of me. That's all, dude. That, that's all it is. And I, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. But uh, go on, go on. Like, do you want to expound on, on your 60% yeah, guess uh, there? I, I think, and you know what's crazy is... <laughs> Chris Paul signed for three more years after the season. I I wouldn't be surprised if he plays out his entire fucking contract. So yeah, so much could change between now and Chris, then. And yeah. Chris Paul, Chris Paul is insane. So by then, I mean, 
there's a world where Chris Paul could actually be here longer than campaign. Bronny James will be our, point which guard is insane. No, no, he's not. Stop it. <laughs> he doesn't even play point guard. Um, but James Jones, I, I mean, obviously I trust James Jones. I trusted James Jones even before other people didn't when he was drafting Cam Johnson and people were like, what the fuck is he doing? He's, they traded Jared Culver and people were killing him for it. But those people won't admit to their mistakes because, you know, they run these, you know, podcasts that are highly, for some reason, acclaimed by some since Twitter. So fuck them. But anyway, we won't go into names. Can I can I dive in really quick and just give a quick shout out? Because sure. there's there's one person I know who actually gave the Suns a glowing review of that Cam. Char Balmani. I don't know if he still listens. Redcouch.net. Redcouch.net, not a porn site. <laughs> it's a whole we'll we'll explain that to you later, Dan. That was a, that um, was a great tagline. But 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 he came out and basically said that the Suns are gonna love that pick because it's he's more than a shooter, blah 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 blah. And he's the he's one of the maybe okay, one maybe one of the few people that was spot on. I didn't know you that well back then, right? I don't know. When was that? Oh yeah, we were buddies. You know, Sorry, my bad. Yeah, we were. <laughs> you know what's crazy? When they made that pick, like a year later, when Cam Johnson was like showing up as way more than competent and like a good pick, and like all the other picks in front of him were like kind of shit in the bed. I actually, like, I was reading an article and like my tweet was like mentioned in there because like I was like one of the ones that was like, hey, you know, not totally. You know, it's not what we expected, but let's give it a shot because James Jones is a smart basketball mind. And it was like quoted in an article that I didn't even know about it. And it was kind of creepy because like I was reading an article and then my tweet showed up. Could have just been coincidence. <laughs> but like, anyway. Um, well, I mean, it was, I mean, they put your tweet in there, right? It wasn't a coincidence that your tweet was. Well, not was... coincidence. It, it was just, a, it was, it was odd. It was weird. It was like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to explain it. But anyway. <laughs> I get it. I don't. Here, here's what here's what I'll say. Uh, Chris Paul campaign. The reason I say sixty percent is because I can see I can very realistically see because campaign loves it here, right? You see his journey. And he, how many times did he bounce around and he tried places and it just didn't work out? Um, there's another podcast that I don't want to mention their name that's on our feed, and there's a there's a Bulls fan on there. We'll just we'll just say I won't be listening to that podcast anymore. Um, but the last podcast I listened to, because, um, you know, they're on our feed, there's a Bulls fan on there that said that was, like, really pissed off at campaign because when he was there, he was trash. And just that commentary made me think, wow, campaign is probably so hated by these people. And then he's so welcome to Phoenix that he probably just loves it here. So, I mean, I, I can see a, a situation where he's just a, one of those guys that's just like, hey, like, as long as it's reasonable, I'll play here. I don't need the most money. If other teams offer me more money, I'd rather just stay here. I can very well see that happening. So I can see him being the point guard of the future after Chris Paul for the first year or two. And if it doesn't work out, I, I feel like James Jones would bring somebody on that's like that we, we're not even thinking of right, right now. Like name a good young point guard and another team not named Aaron Fox. And like, you know, 
Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit, dude? I don't think that's going to happen. How great would it be? And then at his introductory press conference, James Jones just opens and says, I knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> this has been my master plan. <laughs> um, I completely lost my train. I thought I was going to say something. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. I, I, I love the idea. Or I'm, I'm, I'm growing to love the idea um, because I, I don't think Chris Paul is going to stick around through all of that contract. I think, I think we're going to win ourselves a chip this year. And Chris Paul is going to come back and win a chip with us next year, and then he's going to call it quits. And then at that point, I think that's when campaign is going to step in, be that guy. And I think that almost to an extent, and now I'm no cap expert or anything like that, but almost to an extent has to happen because if we want to keep all of our young core together, obviously Book is here. I don't think Mikhail's going anywhere, but then we've got DA and Cam. If we want both those guys here, I, I, I don't think that can happen beyond next season with Chris Paul's full contract still there. Um, at least if you're looking at from the standpoint of, you know, that money, if, if, if the money of Chris Paul is on the books, it's, it's in not just one player, if you know what I mean. So if, if you look at it, like or it night, becomes really expensive or it becomes, well, it becomes really expensive. Then you're filling out your roster with what? Because I'm talking, look, if, if, if you, if you, as long think, as you don't do it, the Lakers did. <laughs> well, l- let's assume that the Suns. Give D let's say DA gets 30 a year, right? Yeah. Let's assume Cam gets like 20 a year just to use numbers. Mm-hmm. numbers yeah. right? Then, and I'm going off the top of my head here, but I looked this up like a few days ago, the Suns between those two book CP and, and Mikhail would have like 140 million in payroll or something like that. Yeah. It's stupid. And, and if you assume the, the, the cap's going to go up, uh, you know, to maybe like 130 after next season, cause I think it's supposed to be 121 next year. Then, then you're looking at being well over the cap with those guys. Then you add in, you've got campaign and Landry under, under contract as well. I think the total number. So my first, I don't know if my first was on or off, but no, that's not, that sounds about right. Cause I think the total numbers were like those seven guys, it's like 155 million bucks. So you got that, you got, say you're 25 million over the cap and you've got only seven roster spots. You got to fill out the rest somehow. Right. Yeah. So with a whole lot of high level talent at that point, unless you just turn yourself into a destination where guys are going to come and play for the minimum. Right. But you want to yeah. bank it on that. So I, I think, one of those guys has to be gone and just based on age and circumstance, it would seem to be that Chris Paul would be the one that might make sense. And if campaign, it's going to be that point guard of the future, at least for the short, maybe the long term after, after Chris Paul, then that makes that transition, you know, a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking about it. I think we should all prepare ourselves that, and remember that Devin Booker's probably going to be making $50 million a year here pretty soon. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just think about that for a sec. Cause it's kind yeah. of, yeah. You um, got to win before they get to that third, con- that third contract. Or, right. or, I mean, if Dame is making that now, like just imagine, or LeBron well, making that now. Like, and I think it's after, 
let's see what we're going what 22 23 i think after the 23 24 so the 24 25 season i think is when they're expected to have a new tv deal so i think even sooner than that, that if i'm not mistaken no i think it's i don't think it's sooner i think it's that year okay but maybe i'm wrong um and maybe you're mistaken i don't know uh but it's 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 sometime in the not too distant future and when that happens, if they get the money that they're thinking they're going to be getting, that that salary cap is going to go up a bunch too. But I guess yeah, that's probably not going to ultimately make... alter, you know, the the max deals if if those structures stay the same. But yeah, I don't think yeah. they're going to make the same mistake they did during the year when uh, Durant was able to get to the Warriors because of that massive jump in that, I mean, in that it... cap, allowing them to have a max slot available when they really shouldn't have that. I mean, that wasn't normal circumstances. That wasn't just a TV deal. That was Steph also being on a super cheap deal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It it was a, it's a confluence of circumstances that allowed for it, but yes. Well, I don't know. Can they, I don't know that they can control that. Right. Because isn't the, isn't the salary caps. They can negotiate how that. Oh, into it. assuming there's is there another cba negotiation between now and then i guess no probably- but no but they were trying to do it at that point too because they were worried about this giant spike because then you get the timothy mozgovs and those guys who are making ungodly money because just guys just lit money because they had it to spend because <laughs> Luol, why hey, the hell the, not you know the lakers are still paying Lou all day <laughs> that's insane. like that is that going to be like the Mets paying Bobby Bonilla? No, that's that's a that's that's a unicorn right there. Doesn't that end it's soon? I feel him. like that no. ends. Like, <laughs> no, it, that ends in 2032. Yeah, that's soon. Sooner than 10 years ago. <laughs> right, Paul? Uh, math. Guys, guys, what a fucking world, huh? What a world. Look what Just we're talking about right now. Look what we're fucking talking about. This team won 19 games four years ago. <laughs> Same. Uh, um, I, I, it does I just feel nice. Yeah, dude, I, and I, then I, they won 19 in a row this year. Mm. 18. Um, Gosh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I won for- 18. Still possible. Lost. Still possible. See how see how optimistic I am? I just remember things that I want. My what, What's that called? Uh, the Mandela effect? Like, I, I make it my own reality. No, yeah. nobody. That, that's not the Mandela effect, but sure. Are you sure? Because my 11-year-old daughter told me that I'm pretty sure it's true. Well, the Mandela effect is like you remember something one way, but it, in reality, it's a different way, which I guess but, is the same but thing. It's, <laughs> one per- but it, no, actually, the Mandela effect is not that it's one person does it. It's like society Jesus remembers Christ. it. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. As one thing like Berenstein Bears instead of Berenstain Bears. Yeah. Like Looney Tunes. Hold on, wait. People think it's Berenstein Bears? Yes. That's dumb. That's irrelevant. But anyway, uh, I'm just saying. Dan thinks it's Berenstein Bears. I want. I I don't know if Dan knows who the Berenstein Bears are. Of course, I know the Berenstein Bears are, fucker. No, you don't because the Berenstein Bears. Ah! (laughs) Wow, he yelled really loudly. I'm getting way too excited about this. We're still recording a podcast, by the I way. Want, I want... Dude, We've I been want talking about the Baron so, Stain Bears fucking, for the past three minutes. No, I want a championship so fucking bad, guys. I just want one, dude. 
Like we can can we we can talk repeat when we win the first one. I just want fucking just one. Just one and I'll die a happy man. Hopefully not for a very long that. time. <laughs> well, Paul Paul on the other hand is just ready for you to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fine. It means Dan's dead, but we got a championship. I'm okay with it. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> hey, you know what? I would sacrifice. Stop you it! Just have, you just have to explain that to my to my family, and you know, take care of them financially, because you know, I, yeah. Paul, man. I'm the one who I mean, said I would be the serial I mean, killer. I mean, thank you for doing that because <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but damn. <laughs> Paul, wait, that was never, before. Anyway. Okay, I've guys. I've never felt and, more afraid of my I, life. I'm afraid to ask if we should talk about anything else, but I feel like I'm just going to maybe give a preemptive no. Are we good? I think we're good. I feel good. Uh, I always feel good. Hey, if if you guys, in case in case anybody is interested in hearing uh, a Suns pod with an Australian slant, I was on the Aussie Suns fans podcast. I probably got it wrong again. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's that's on me because it's a really easy name and I could look it up. But it's phenomenal. It was a good time. It was super long, super hilarious. They let me talk way too much. I learned why Paul interrupts me all the time. Maybe he's not wrong. On that note. Should we wrap up this episode of Fanning Flames, gentlemen? Sure. I, I'll, I'll be on that podcast pretty soon, too, as well, according to Justin, apparently. I told them that uh, you would be on it, and uh, I feel like it would be a beautiful, beautiful platform for you. And that is at Aussie Suns fans on Twitter. For those of you who might be interested, go check it out. they got a YouTube channel as well. Paul, anything for you from you to wrap it up here? Nope. Daniel, you're good? I'm good, man. I'm good as well. I want to say I love all of you out there. Thank you for listening. We really I do appreciate think, that you listen. We do. I just think you guys are nice. Paul, and you know what? From Dan, that's that's a hell that of a That is the highest of compliments. The highest <laughs> of highest of highest compliments. You can, In fact, you can follow Dan on Twitter. He hands out compliments all the time. He is at, what is it, Dan? Oh shit! Um, Dan Duarte won. Don't worry, Dan I Duarte remember won. it now. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, buddy. yeah. I, I, I almost gave out my old one. It's it's. It, I, I still follow it. It's, Can you it's, not get that one back? No. Well, I mean, I know you can't she get like, the history, but did you get the name? Since he's deactivated. Maybe you should ask Jason Rowley. <laughs> Paul at Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And oh, don't forget me. I'm at So Says Jay. And again, we love that you guys listen to us. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Suck it, Gil. Just wanna get-